Welcome to Money Your Way. My name is Jess and I'll be your host. This podcast is all about empowering women just like you to feel confident when making choices in the world of personal finance. It can feel super confusing and overwhelming when there's unfamiliar lingo and tons of options. So I'll do my best to keep this fun and simple as we learn together. What do you say? Let's jump right in. Well, welcome to today's episode, and I have a little surprise. (laughs) So I haven't done a solo episode since episode eight, but I've been thinking about the specific topic of feeling deprived and not wanting to feel that way while still making progress in your financial journey, whether it's to save more or pay off debt or whatever. So today I'll be sharing some tips that either I've used personally or has come up in conversations with friends and hopefully you find it helpful. And this whole idea of today's episode kind of came up from something that I'm going through in my personal life right now, unrelated to finance. I am going through a four-week gut health program where it includes eliminating very common food groups that cause irritation, bloating, all of that kind of stuff, and seeing how your body, allowing your body to heal, and then going through a reintroduction phase of recognizing which of those groups was really the trigger for your body. But when this kind of came up as a conversation of something that I might try, I was really nervous. I started to learn about everything that I'd be eliminating and really pictured my life with travel and business meetings, which are at times like lunches and dinners and so client entertainment. I thought there's no way that this is going to work for me. That's great for the people who work from home um, or have the flexibility to cook their own meals, but this is just not for me. At the same time, though, I knew I kind of wanted to go through it. Um, I knew I had some questions about my own body that I wanted to get answers on. And it really was this mindset shift of previously where I was thinking everything that I'm not going to have to starting to recognize how can I take these recipes that we already know and love and tweak them to work within the program. Maybe it was just one ingredient less or two ingredients less and it really started to feel more approachable and I didn't feel that I was being deprived. I didn't feel like I was missing out on so much stuff. I was focusing now on the things that did work and it just really made me feel like it resonated with the budgeting world because I'm interviewing people constantly. I'm talking about finances and I felt this huge parallel between both of them. So I wanted to kind of have an episode about that of just some ideas that I have. And I'm sure that through different interviews in the future of this podcast, there'll be more tips that come out. I'm going to go through some of the different topics like Manny petties, <laughs> just targeting some of the popular areas that people spend money each month. And I'm not here to say that you shouldn't treat yourself to things. All of this that I'm going to be talking about in the episode is just suggestions and different ideas. If there are certain areas of your life that you absolutely value for yourself, then put that in your budget and make it work. Like I'm not here to tell you that what you're doing is right or wrong at all. Just going to be giving some ideas out. So keep that in mind. In the world of mani-pedis, um, one of the things that maybe can think about is 
do I need both of them? Maybe that I can get a pedicure every other time and just paint my nails in between. Um, Maybe I don't need to be getting the more expensive package that includes a 15-minute massage and I just get the basic and get my nails done the way I want. Some questions to ask yourself. Another thing is find out if they have a rewards program. I know the place that I go and I've used to do mani-pedis, now I just do pedicures. I've switched over to these gel nail stickers for my fingernails and I've been loving it. One, it's allowing my like fingernails to heal. They were getting so thin. And also, I'm just enjoying every week switching them out. They last more than a week. I think the longest I've had them on is like 10 days, but I just have fun with playing with the designs and having a different color. It takes me like 10 to 15 minutes to put them on, so it's also a savings in my time and not just money. But one of the other ideas is ask and find out if they have a rewards program. I know the place that I go to for pedicures, they have a rewards program, so I think I get like a point for every dollar spent, and then I think when I spend around $200, I get like $10 off to apply towards my total. And it's something that I'd be spending money on anyways, so I might as well be getting some sort of perk, uh, and that's something to ask about. Let me switch to another topic, Starbucks coffee. (laughs) And it doesn't need to be Starbucks uh, specifically, just that like morning coffee run. There seems to be this huge conversation and especially around like attacking millennials for wanting their coffees. And I think that if you want to be saving in that area, but also really enjoy the act of either getting a coffee made for you or there's some nostalgia or a certain flavor, make it more of a treat. So instead of every day before work, go two days before work. Make it your like Monday and your Friday so it's like easing you in and out of the week. Another thing to think about is do they have a rewards program? I swear this is going to be a trend. (laughs) Um, uh, Also considering is there a way that you can mimic what they make for you at home? Are there pumps or syrups rather that you can buy at the store to be able to make it at home? And maybe you're doing that a couple of days of the week. Maybe you can ask for gift cards to wherever you love getting your coffee for your birthday and for Christmas. And that way it's not coming from your own income each month. It's kind of this gift that other people gave you for something that you really love doing. Those are just a couple ideas. Another question would be, could you maybe order a smaller size? There's just that, you know, 80 cent difference over multiple trips is going to start to add up. And maybe also it might put you in a place where you're drinking less coffee and building a habit of having fewer cups per week, if that's something that you are wanting to improve on. For shopping, um, I know that like buying things like clothes and trending things is something that is a really common topic around spending for things that people want over what they need. And I also know that there's a lot of joy that comes in shopping for a lot of people. So some of the things that I would maybe ask you is like, what part of it brings you joy? Is it the act of trying to find a good deal? Is it the actual clothing piece itself when you have this big passion for 
the world of fashion and crafting your outfits in certain ways and trying to figure out what that is might help you navigate your spending in shopping into a more targeted way. For example, if you really love like trendy pieces and you're constantly finding yourself every month, every season, adding to your wardrobe, there are so many services for like wardrobe rentals and I don't even know the pricing for them, but and I'm also have no idea what you're spending on your own shopping, but maybe those are things that you can look into where you can feel you have more flexibility and more choices in your outfits, but you're not necessarily making a firm investment that just sits and collects dust in six months time because it's no longer the quote unquote trend. Uh, another thing would be if you really love like just getting a good deal and feeling like you got a great bang for your buck, I would challenge you to look at shopping secondhand. That was definitely the case for me personally. When I used to love shopping after work, I would look at all of the emails that had different sales and then I would go to the store and of course get suckered into the sales section and start trying everything on in my size. Like I had no plan for what I actually needed or wanted. It was just, I wanted to get a really good deal. And now I go to our local Goodwill, which the one in my neighborhood happens to be a really good Goodwill. Like I've found Lululemon pieces there. I found Madewell, um, just really high quality items that don't have a lot of wear and tear on them. Maybe you have to drive 15, 20 minutes to find one like that, but there's a joy that I find in like trying to find that quality piece. I'm not saying that everything in the store that I go to is name brand. So I just have a lot of fun trying to find it. And I know that if I'm spending two hours in Goodwill and walk away with a bag of stuff, I've probably only spent like $35, which is most definitely not the case in the way that I was shopping before I would do three stores in a two hour time frame and end up spending $250. So that was one way that I was able to target specifically what brought me joy and save money and not feel like I was missing out. In fact, it's been like more fun because I able to buy even more pieces um, and save money. Another thing to think about is keeping your receipt. A lot of these receipts have more than 30 day return policies now. So don't pull off that tag, buy that piece of clothing and then sit on it. And if you realize, like, I'm probably actually not going to wear this, or maybe you're like me, and if you've online shopped, you really want to hit free shipping, and you added something to your cart, but when you get it, you're like, I don't really like it, don't hesitate to bring that back and get your money back for those items. I really think that it's easy to get lazy and choose not to return items and then just now you have things taking up space collecting dust and honestly to uh, being a waste of your money so that's something to think about there um, I also just found a website called quince I'll post it in the show notes it seems to be really good for like basics like classics um, solid colors high quality and much cheaper than some of the other brands that do similar types of clothes. So the reason I found them is I'm looking for a leather jacket and I specifically want it to be real leather, 
So that has put me into a price range of like $300 to $500 when I'm looking at jackets, which is a lot of money. And especially shopping online just makes me nervous. I don't see nervous isn't the right word. I just get hesitant because I know that there's probably going to be a process of trying it on. It might not be the right fit. Maybe I don't like the length or whatever. And it's just being this back and forth of returns. And at that much of money on an account, it's not something that I'm going to order multiple pieces of. It would be one at a time. I found Quince looking for a high quality plain black, well not plain, but basic black leather jacket and theirs is like $150 for real leather. So just to give you an idea on like what that looks like, they have linen pieces, they have cashmere and they're all really affordable. I haven't purchased it yet, but it's definitely on my list. So I just wanted to share that little find. Let me talk about eating out. Okay. Eating out and also like going to put in this category drinks. So it's okay to skip a round of drinks if you're out at like a happy hour or a dinner or like a brewery date with friends. I think that there almost becomes this moment of feeling like, oh, we're going in rounds and you feel like you have to keep drinking with everyone. And I will honestly tell you, like, first of all, that's 10 to $15 that you're spending for that round. But also you probably don't actually want to consume that much. And maybe I'm assuming here, but if that's the case, feel free to drink your drink a little slower, alternate between your drink and water, and just start to slow down the process at which you're ordering your drinks, which will save you money. Imagine if you saved on one drink a week, calling that like $10 for that drink, that's $520 for the year. I mean, these numbers add up. The same goes for food. How often are you taking back leftovers? And I mean, seriously, like even if there was just a side of potatoes that you didn't finish, if you're in a position where you're going to be able to store that food properly after you guys leave the restaurant, why aren't you taking them home? That could be a side for your lunch the next day. And those small things start to add up. I mean, you'd already paid for it, right? Another thing I would say too with eating out is if you know that restaurant serves really large portions, consider one of two ideas. Consider ordering an appetizer as your entree. Just saying that, hey, this ceviche is going to be totally fine for me as my meal. That's all I need. And it's probably, you know, $12 instead of $25 that you would see in some entrees. Then another idea would be sharing your meal with someone. So saying, hey, do you want to go halvesies on this and split it? We know the portions are huge here and I'm not going to be able to bring home leftovers. Why don't we do that? Those are just small little ways to save money and also still feel like you're getting what you want out of that. I also feel like it needs to be said that, that you don't need to go out to a restaurant if you don't want to feel free to suggest back to your friend, like, why don't we do a potluck night instead? And that might not be an every time situation. I totally understand there's like so much fun in trying new restaurants or going to the place that you love and eating food that you don't have to cook and clean the dishes for. I promise I get it. But 
consider even just like once a month or every other month, if you do this regular meetup with friends, how much money that would save. And maybe they would even be excited about it too, but people weren't brave enough to ask. On the topic of massages, this is something that I love doing. So I committed to monthly massages for myself. That was kind of like a vision board activity, something that I classify as self-care and was going to be a priority for me. But I had in my head that massages were really expensive. And so when this all started, I began by going on Groupon. And actually, it started out by looking for a place for couples massages. So I think we tried four or five different places on Groupon. First of all, we were trying out different places at a reduced cost to find a good fit for us. And then secondly, because we were going through Groupon, there were a couple things. One, I was getting Rakuten cash back. (laughs) I swear, I talk about this all the time, but I'm just so obsessed with getting extra free money cash back by shopping and buying things the way I normally would. Um, And then we were also getting to try a lot of places at a discount. So we weren't making this huge commitment. We were saving financially, and eventually we found a place that we both really loved and what we did with them is we asked like do they have any package deals turns out they had an option to buy like six massages at a time at a reduced price and we knew since we were going to be going monthly that it was going to be a no-brainer we had been to five other places already we knew that we really liked them and had a great experience And then we were excited to save money. So start to think outside of that package or even just ask for different sales. It's two seconds of your time and saying, hey, do you guys have any sort of promotions? And they'll definitely be able to guide you in the right way. The last thing that I'm thinking of for this category is Amazon. Oh my gosh, the reason this came up, and I get it, Amazon is so convenient, just They have everything. You just go on there, find the high star rating, find the prime order, and you have it like tomorrow. If time and convenience aren't like at the top of your list and you're trying to save some money in the process, consider the fact that Amazon isn't always the cheapest. In fact, I follow someone on Instagram because I follow so many people through this whole personal finance journey and trying to connect with others who makes money by buying things in one place and selling them on Amazon because people are willing to pay more on Amazon than somewhere else. For example, I think they gave the example of like some kitchen utensil, something that was in the ballpark of like $75. It was available at Walmart for like 55 bucks, but they took it from Walmart and flipped it and sold it on Amazon for 75 and people were paying it just for the convenience and he was making well I don't know what fees go involved but there's a $20 difference there just because people weren't looking at Walmart so if you have a little bit of time and you're looking to save money choose to shop around a little bit there's a free Chrome extension through Capital One I think it's called Capital One Shopping and it can give you some suggestions on where that same item might be cheaper. So that's kind of a cool thing to know and just look up. But hopefully this episode was helpful. Hopefully it gave you some ideas and also just like that permission slip to 
take things at your own pace. Um, don't feel that pressure to quote unquote, keep up with the Joneses and feel free to be transparent with people that you're on a journey and you're trying to save money or you have this goal you're working towards. I think that's something that's really admirable and they might relate to as well. So hope this was helpful and tune in next week. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Money Your Way. If you loved this episode or you learned something new, it would mean the world to me if you just took a few seconds and shared it with a friend. I cannot wait to keep learning and growing in this journey together. 